Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Living in Hope. I am your host, Cassie Merritt. How are you guys liking this pastor Q&A? Honestly, it has been so much fun for me. <laughs> I've been enjoying this. I am definitely blessed to have awesome pastors here at Camino Chapel. And I have been blessed by being able to be the one to sit down with them and ask them the questions that you have given me. You know, I think it's so important, you guys, for you to take this opportunity to ask whatever is on your mind. I mean, I I am written in their schedule, so they are stuck with me for the amount of time that they saved. But I think the best part is, is that they are excited to do this. When they come and sit down with me, they're just like super giddy and excited to answer these questions that you guys have asked. I think that's just it, though. This is such a great opportunity because I know when I was new in faith, There were so many questions, and even still today, I have questions, and don't you worry, I'll be asking those questions, but... But I just feel like sometimes when you're trying to grow your faith with Christ and you have these questions, but you never go and ask somebody or figure out the answer to that question, it can truly be a barrier between you and Christ. It can really keep you from building your faith in Christ. So don't be afraid to ask questions especially in this podcast. This is a safe place, my friends. But anyways, let's get into part two of this pastor's Q&A with the topic questions about the Bible. So in the first part, we answered questions like who wrote the Bible? Why does the Bible only seem to take place in Israel? And another great one was why did God lie saying that Adam and Eve would die if they were to eat of the apple, but then they didn't die. What's up with that? So in this episode, we are going to be starting with the question, should we get baptized? Is it important to get baptized? We have a few more questions in this episode. So you guys get ready, sit back, relax and enjoy. Let's dive in. All right, so we have two questions left here. Um, So let's go with, is it important to get baptized? Yeah, so that's a great question. Is it important to get baptized? Uh, We believe that baptism, you know, does not save you. So if you were to die today and you have not been baptized, but you made a decision to follow Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, Mm -hmm. and and you uh, arrived uh, in heaven, uh, God would not say, sorry, you didn't get baptized, you're out. Uh, but it is important, and we know it's important because in the beginning of the of the Gospels, before Jesus started his ministry, he was baptized. And right. John the Baptist baptized him, and John the Baptist is like, I'm unworthy <laughs> of yeah. baptizing you. Like, are you kidding me? I, how can I baptize you? And he's like, no, 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 listen, this is a, the, the plan. You know, John was, that was his ministry. That's how he got his name, John the Baptist, because he was just baptizing people uh, all over the place. So right. so Jesus sh- shows us and, and he gets baptized. And after Jesus gets baptized, God says, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. So so then the question is, what is baptism? What, is that, what does that mean to us? Baptism is an outward expression of what's already happened in your heart. It's a way to stand in front of the, the congregation, the, the body of Christ. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to happen in ch- at church. Um, you know, we have a, a summer camp, a high school camp called Summer Breeze, and high school students get baptized there every year. And so it can happen at a river and, or in a hot tub or in a pool or, you know, what's 
what's important is that this is an opportunity for the person who's made a decision to follow Christ, who's saying, I am choosing to follow Jesus Christ and I don't care who knows. And I'm going to publicly confess that to everybody. And there's part two to that, which is the person is also asking the the congregation, the, the body of believers to also hold them accountable to living that life. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. it's so powerful. Yeah. Mitch, over mm-hmm. the years yeah. to, to see people get baptized, to tell their story. How old was that lady, Mitch, that was baptized? 85? Uh, yeah, I think 84, oh, yeah. 84 or 85. Yeah. yeah. So it makes wow. no, I mean, age. It makes is no a, difference. Is, yeah. yeah. I, we ba- Matt, yeah Matt yeah, and I baptized true. very young children. Yeah. If you know Christ, you know, and if you understand what baptism is, yeah. we invite you to the waters of baptism. So I got to believe that Jesus baptized little boys and little girls. Right. He baptized the elderly. Yeah. I should back up, Cassie. There are two ordinances that God has left for the church. One is communion and the other is baptism. Okay. So an, a non-baptized Christian is kind of a, an oxymoron, hmm. truly, because hmm. it's a command. It's not a suggestion or if you get around to it. It's only been in the last several hundred years that we in the West, especially if someone becomes a Christian, we think, well, I'll get saved now. And then in 25 years from now, I'll get baptized. No. In the New Testament, in the early, early pages of the New Testament, when a person became a follower of the way, that's what Jesus' followers were called, followers of the way, they found a river. They found a pond and and they got baptized. Matthew 28, we know it as the Great Commission. It's what the church is supposed to be doing. It's the last words that Jesus gave with his followers. And here's what it says. Jesus came up and spoke with them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, literally it's as you are going. Mm -hmm. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. So there's three big pieces in that. Mm-hmm. Make disciples, get baptized, and teach them to obey. Mm. Okay, yeah. So the word, the Greek word for baptism is baptizo, which means to dip or to immerse. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay? Yeah. And that's why we don't baptize l- little babies because mm. it says here that you have to choose to become a Christ follower, a yeah. disciple. So you would never baptize a baby that's never made the volitional decision to follow Jesus mm. Christ. Yeah. And I. I have had great opportunities in my career. I baptized someone once. You're going to laugh at this. I baptized someone one time in in the the bucket, the front end bucket in a backhoe. Oh <laughs> I baptized That's people awesome. in, in creeks up oh in mountain streams in the mountains. Oh, wow. And all around the world, in Vienna, yeah. Austria, and in Haiti. Yeah. So any place someone says, you know what, I want to follow Christ. Yeah. So mm. like Matt said, it's an outward expression to others about what has happened inwardly. Hmm. Yeah. And the thing that, that I would add... I mean, I mean, to my own personal story, what this is kind of an interesting journey of how I was baptized. So for whatever reason, the the issue or, or whatever, you know, of, of baptism never really came up that I ever remember in the church. It, it was never uh, really taught to me. It was never really something that was that, that happened. Um, and I think that's maybe because my 
parents came to Christ, you know, as we were kids. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think that was part of that. So when I actually went through the interview process here at Commander Chapel, <laughs> Pastor Brett had a conversation with me yeah. about getting baptized and, and asking me if I've ever been baptized. And, mm-hmm. and, and I thought I had been, and I, and I talked to my mom and she said, no, we dedicated you, you know, in front of the church, but I never made the decision to get baptized. And mm-hmm. so before I started this job, pastor Brett baptized me the week before wow. I started this job here. Oh, yeah. Wow. And it was just never. And I thought, why in the world have I not done it? Done that. Nobody yeah. told me about it. There's yeah. a lot of people <laughs> thinking that same thought. Yeah. Nobody yeah told no, me. seriously. Yeah. Well, it makes me think of a question because I was baptized when I was a kid. Mm. Um, really, really young. And, but I lost my way with Christ Mm. and I really don't think it was my choice to get baptized in Mm. that I can remember anyways. Mm. And so would I get re-baptized now that I walk with Christ or am I considered already baptized. <laughs> you know, Does that the make sense? Really, yeah, it makes okay. total sense. Yeah. Okay. The, the scriptures are virtually silent on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I would say to that, Cassie, if there was no heart in it for you, mm-hmm. if you weren't saying, hey world, hey watching world, yeah. without apology, without exception, I love Christ. Mm-hmm. And I want to express that in the waters of baptism, mm-hmm. then uh, I would have no problem baptizing somebody mm-hmm. again. Because remember, yeah. baptism has nothing to do with getting saved. Mm-hmm. Right. But it has everything to do with obedience. Yeah. That's why mm-hmm. I said on the onset, it's mm-hmm. an oxymoron to say that I'm a Christian, but I've mm-hmm. never been baptized. Baptized. Mm-hmm. Here's another thing I'll put in as a caveat. I think it's interesting that verse that I just read in Matthew 28, that baptism is included in that little three-part grocery list. Mm-hmm. Make disciples, be baptized, and teach them to obey. Why is baptism so important? And I think it's because when a person gets baptized, it kind of gives them the the gas in their heart, that mm-hmm. fire in their heart to say, you know what? I am, mm-hmm. I am a Christian and yeah. I want mm-hmm. to follow yeah. this man called Jesus mm-hmm. and his teachings. Yeah. And it really helps a baby Christian mm-hmm. to get going in the Christian life. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and there's nothing in my opinion, like it, when you get to watch somebody, Mitch, I don't know about for you, but when I get to watch somebody get baptized, I love hearing their story, but I love people's reaction to their story mm. where they say, oh my goodness, that's me. Oh yeah. I've been there. I too should get baptized. Yeah. And I, I, I need to make that decision. And so it's such a great testimony uh, uh, for those who have made the decision to follow Christ and then make that step of obedience. And, and two, like what Mitch was saying, people wait so long, yeah. uh, like it's kosher to wait longer yeah. for some reason. Like yeah. it's like, oh, well, I'm going to accept Christ and then I'm going to wait mm. a, until, you know, I get to summer breeze or I'm going to wait until I graduate from college. Like, what's the deal with that? Mm. Like, you know, mm. it doesn't make any sense. No, no. Um, but, but here's the deal. Some people are afraid uh, or, or nervous um, about making that step, but I've seen them from very young to very old and I've seen some very nervous people up there. Yep. Mm-hmm. But we help them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we walk them through the process. And so. So if, we know CPR too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and life-saving yeah. techniques. Yeah. yeah. I remember baptizing a lady. This was like 30 years ago. She said mm-hmm. to me, 
um, oh, I didn't baptize her. She said to me, I will never get baptized. And I said, why? It's right there in the scripture. She said, I am so afraid that my mascara will smear in front of everybody. And I didn't say it to her, but I thought, really? I mean, Jesus can die yeah. on a cross and you're worried about yeah. your mascara smearing? Hmm, so it's so a great true. opportunity and a great yeah. moment mm-hmm. in a Christian's life where they say, yep, I am a Christ follower. Hmm. And I want the whole world to know it. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I would take this moment to even say for any of you out there that haven't been baptized yet, you haven't made that step of obedience. You know, if you're in the Stanwood Camino community, call us. Mm-hmm. One of the pastors will sit down mm-hmm. and talk to you. We'd love to get you baptized. Don't wait any longer. Yeah. Maybe you're in a different part of the the, the world or, or you have a different home church than Camino Chapel. Then, then meet with your, your pastor and, mm-hmm. and get baptized because it is a step of obedience. Yeah. And so, right. so get it. Get it done, Get it you, done. And, yeah. and celebrate it. Have yeah. a party, have cake and ice cream, the whole nine yards. It's like, it's a birthday party. <laughs> a big like you, party like just yeah. to have, ha, you know, celebrate that moment. Yeah, it's, it's, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So, oh, so, so take the step. I know <sighs> you might be, you know, nervous or whatever, but just, just do it. There's people that have been Christ followers for a long time mm. that haven't made the step. Mm-hmm. And, and then they finally do and they're like oh what was I waiting for yeah, yeah. so they didn't yeah. want their mascara to run <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> you're never gonna forget that are you Cassie? no never <laughs> just make sure you don't wear mascara that's oh. the problem solved well, I, I right there's waterproof mascara isn't there yeah. yeah oh yeah there is yeah there is that's a good point <laughs> okay we're on the last question here um, how do I begin reading the Bible where should I start let me tell you a little bit about my story, you know, I went through college and, and, you know, um, I attended Northwest university and, and studied the scriptures and I, I studied it and I, and I was involved in, in an organization called young life and, and I taught it, but it was not necessarily like something that I did every day. Uh, on my own, you know, personal time. And it, it was, I had a hard time really being disciplined in that. Yeah. And, and I would have periods where I would try the, you know, you know, read the Bible in you know, 90 days or read the Bible in a year or, uh, you know, all these different, you know, techniques and, and these different ways to get you to read the Bible. But yeah, it was actually for me a couple of years ago, uh, at men's or, or men's retreat, um, for men's ministry. And, um, pastor Brett had given out this journal and, uh, and I, I mean, I read the Bible on and off, like, but with no regularity, but for some reason it came up as a topic that weekend and it just clicked Hmm. for me. Hmm. And I decided, and this is important that you start small yeah. And don't overwhelm yourself because you can read 15 chapters in one day, but how much will you understand and how much will you apply to your life? Mm. Right. So I'm on this journey where I'm reading one chapter a day and it's going to take me five years to get through. I started in Genesis. I'm in the book of Isaiah yeah. chapter 52 mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to go until I reach Revelation and then I'm going to start over again. And then in my journal, yeah. all I do is I just write down a little bit about what I read and for me, that's what worked. And there's all these, you know, techniques out there. But here's yeah. the thing. At the end of the day, 
You just have to roll up your sleeves <laughs> and get to work. Yeah, you'll yeah. never learn to swim by sitting on the edge of the pool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's I always true. tell yeah. people that I uh, lead to Christ or baby Christians, people are just starting out in the race. It's not so much, um, you know, you getting into the Bible. The question is, is are you getting the Bible into you? Mm-hmm. That's really the, the 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 question of all. When I lead someone to Christ, Cassie, and and I'm trying to get them to consider reading the Bible from the cell themselves. Like Matt said, there are so many different reading plans. Yeah. It's almost confusing actually. Mm-hmm. I always tell them that the gospel of John has probably more to say about the life, the ministry and the message of Jesus than any book in the Bible, mm-hmm. even more so than Matthew, Mark, and Luke. John is a relatively easy book to understand. It's written in layman's terms for the most part. But if a person reads the uh, 21 chapters of the gospel of John, remember the word gospel means good news. That very first night when the shepherds were on the hillside on that first Christmas night, the angel appeared and said, behold, don't be afraid. Behold, I bring you good news. Hmm. This good news that this promised Messiah has finally been born. Hmm. And so John, the gospel of John has a lot to say about who Jesus was, his claims Hmm. as being the way, the truth and the life that he's the door, that he's the good shepherd and on and on it goes. So I always tell young Christians, people just starting out, read the gospel of John and stay in John Mm -hmm. for several months. Mm-hmm. Don't get into the book of Revelation and, mm-hmm. you know, study yeah. the apocalypse, you know, yeah. stay in John yeah. and cut your teeth on that gospel for a while. Yeah. 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 And there's actually so many people that I hear that are, I like how you say baby Christians, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. that's start in revelations, yeah. but I think it's because it's like this, like, okay, now I know God mm-hmm. and it's like, what's going to happen in the end times? I think it's a big question for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. And so I think that's where their motivation yeah. maybe Cause yeah. I was one of those too yeah. as well. That well, it's intriguing. It you is intriguing. There's so many questions that you have mm-hmm. and you want to keep up with the conversation with other Christians. You're trying to yeah. act like you yeah. understand those big yeah. words, but you don't not sure if you understand yeah. them or not. Yeah. yeah. So stay in the gospel of John. Mm-hmm. It's, it'll help that's you good. to kind of get a footing. I love John. Yeah. yeah and I think what's also important is uh, your, the translation that you're reading is mm-hmm. important important that you understand what you're reading. Uh, I would hundred percent recommend having some sort of study Bible that has footnotes that you can read and say, whoa, whoa, whoa." what does that mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can go down and read the little footnotes. I, you know, I, I use the, the ESV for my kids. I bought them uh, the New Living Translation because that was actually written um, by a pastor, uh, a dad who wanted his daughters to understand hmm. the Bible. How oh, interesting. Okay. And so he wrote it in such a way that his young children could understand. Oh, wow. So all three of my kids have the New Living Translation, and that's what I would recommend. Mm. Because if you're reading and you're like, you know, if you have the the King James, the old King James oh, version, yes, <laughs> uh, I don't know who's going to get through that. Leviticus yeah. is going to be double the torture. <laughs> well, I don't know yes. anybody yeah. that speaks Elizabethan English. <laughs> yeah. Today, so. yeah. And so I know true. Mitch, I know you have a, you know, a version that you like to. Yeah. I, mean, I love yeah. the ESV, the, the English standard version. Yep. It's great. That's I cut my teeth on the American, the new American standard Bible. Mm. And uh, I, I really enjoy that mm. a lot, but whatever version you, you start out with, I encourage you to stay with that version. Mm. And, 
Um, I like what Matt said. It's so good. Don't overwhelm yourself by thinking you have to read a lot. It's not how much you read. It's how much Mm -hmm. you retained. Baby steps, Cassie, baby steps. Yeah. Yeah. And not, and not just retaining it, but applying that to your life. What, what does that mean to me? That should be the question. Mm. What does it mean in, in context? We talked about that a little bit earlier. When you're reading the mm-hmm. Bible, you got to read the Bible in context. And people take verses out of context all the time. Right. And, and, so, and, and so it's important that you understand, even if it's just two or three verses or, or maybe it's just half a chapter, but you say, I understand. Mm. I got it. Yeah. Then the other thing that I would say to mention, I think you would agree. The hardest part is actually applying that to your life. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what you know, it's what you yeah. apply. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Well, that makes me kind of think of a last question then I'll let you guys go. But we were talking about translations. Are there translations out there that maybe they should avoid? Because I've heard mm. somewhere, maybe I'm wrong, but it can be translated so much that you're lear- not learning the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a an older NIV version, the new international version, you'd be just fine. But the mm-hmm. new NIV, the recent version of it, oh, okay. has uh, taken, it's, it's more gender neutral. So it wouldn't be for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Oh. So there's a lot of uh, very odd thinking mm. trying to blur the lines that God is neither masculine mm. nor feminine and, and that the son wasn't a male, that Jesus mm. wasn't a, a son as in what you and I would think of male. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you have to be careful. It's a new a, a, a new day and new dawning of different thinking. So find a reputable version. If you have any questions about that, Matt and I and the other pastors, we'd be glad to get a phone call from you. Remember, there's a difference between a paraphrase Mm -hmm. and a translation. Mm -hmm. A paraphrase, Mm -hmm. like what Matt was saying, um, living Bible or the message, or those are paraphrases, okay? Man's uh, amplified Bible is is another one. Man's attempt to try and summarize uh, in words that are not as close to the original uh, language, the Greek Mm -hmm. or the Hebrew, Mm -hmm. whereas uh, a translation would be. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, good information. Yeah, and you lose... you lose in those paraphrases, you lose the heart of mm-hmm. what is really being taught because you're getting it secondhand. Right. You're, you're not right. seeing, wait, what does that word mean? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in, in scripture, there's words that just don't translate that we don't understand. Like the word love. We say, I love pizza and I love God and I love my wife, Yeah. but I obviously don't love them the same. Right. Otherwise that would be time for some therapy, right? Right. So true. Uh, you know, and so, and so, you know, you have to understand the, the language from which it was written in and, mm-hmm. and the origins of that to, if you really want to, you know, dig, dig deeper, but for sure, make sure that you understand and do your homework, um, mm-hmm. because it's so important, especially if you're giving your kids a Bible, Yeah, it's so important that you understand what you're giving them, mm-hmm. uh, and, and why you're giving it to them. So true. Um, yeah. And you know, all three of our kids, we went through the process and they all have, you know, uh, a leather bound Bible and their names written on it mm-hmm. and, and it's theirs. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, uh, it's really cool as a dad, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. to see your kid crack open the Bible Oh yeah, and say, dad, yes. what does this mean? Oh yes. And you go, oh, yeah. Let me tell you about that. Yes. And, and so it's, yeah. there's nothing better. No. Cassie, this true. book right here in front of me, my Bible, the new American standard. 
I became a Christian when I was 20. <laughs> and uh, I'm 63 in just a couple of weeks, okay? So I've yeah. had this book since I became a Christian. This is my original mm. Bible. It has been rebound twice. Mm. It's on its third cover right now. And I remember the first month or two when I first got my Bible, I read it and read it and read it. And I just protected it so much. And mm. I would never dream of writing in it. Well, if you could see, especially the, the book of James right now, you can barely see the, the print. <laughs> yeah. You know, I would say to people, don't be afraid to write notes in your Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's the content mm-hmm. that you want to get into your heart. There's nothing... There's nothing sacred about that book itself, the, the, the physical book. Yeah. Write in your Bible anything to help your brain and your heart to connect with the person and the message of Christ. Yeah. Your Bible is your map home. Okay. Yeah. Treat it as such. Yeah. yeah so true. Yeah. I mean, I have something really special, a Bible from my mom. Mm-hmm. And so she would every day open up her Bible and there's all sorts of notes in there. And so it's hmm. huge to have that today. Yeah. And that's what I started reading from. Yeah. And you got a little moisture in your eyes there. Kathy. I do. Yeah, I do. That's you guys are talking about yeah. something stuff. that's really close to me. So yeah. Heart yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing too, that I would add here, Cassie, is that this is healthy to ask questions. Yeah. People are afraid to ask questions and it's good that we have these Q and a sessions. Yeah. Um, not for anything else, but, for you to be in the habit to ask questions. Mm. Some people treat it as though Christianity, just just shut up and accept it, you know? No, 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 no. The thing is, the more you understand, the more questions you have. And that's the, true. And, and, and then you feel like, okay, I, I, I got that question. And then it's another question. And, you know, mm-hmm. God says, you know, all, all my knowledge would outfill all the pages on the earth. Yeah. Keep asking questions, even the hard questions. Mm-hmm. Keep digging. Yeah. Keep fighting. Yeah, be a keep lifelong going. learner. Yeah. yeah. Lifelong yeah, learner. Yeah, just keep yeah. after it. There's nothing like it because God's word will in different phases, you know, as a as a college kid, it was so much different than when I was in high school. Mm. And it's so much different than when I was first married and so much different than when I got kids and I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to need your strength just to make it through today. Uh, and, and, yeah. and I know many of you sitting out there are, have a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Never stop asking the hard questions. Keep mm. digging into so it. True. Yeah. And sometimes those questions are what will keep you from accepting Christ. Yeah. And as soon as you get those answers, yeah. it's like, oh, it's almost like a light has been shown yeah. on that yeah. that question. Yeah, it's so. also I think it's also important for us to understand we'll never answer every question. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's called faith, right? Because we yeah. have to take the leap. I heard yes, somebody once so say that true. the Bible is is so shallow you'll never drown in it but so deep you'll never plumb the bottom Hmm. i like that i guess what we're saying here with you today cassie is this book this mysterious book that is so hated and so loved around the world by billions of people is god breathed Mm -hmm. it is god's love letter to the entire world. Yeah. Mm. Someone once said that B-I-B-L-E, the basic instructions mm-hmm. before leaving earth. Mm. It's it's the it's God's history. Yeah. It's his story yeah. of his redemptive love to purchase back from the slave market of sin mankind. It's a way to get home. Yeah. This world is yeah. not our home. Yeah. And uh the Bible is this neon flashing light saying Read it, know it. It contains the way to get home, the story 
of God's redemptive love for the world. You know, you know the verse, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Mm -hmm. The two most incredible things I've ever learned, it's possible to live your life and perish. And secondly, it's possible to receive Christ and live everlasting. The two greatest things I've ever learned Mm -hmm. in my lifetime. And that's right there in the Bible, Cassie. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Well, before we go, would one of you mind praying? I would love to pray over our listeners who are listening to this right now. Sure. Okay. Yeah, Lord, thank you so much for uh, today. And God, just being able to to ask the hard questions. God, you're not afraid of questions and, and you desire for us to, to ask the hard questions, to dig in and to find the answers. God, because it ultimately turns us to your word. God, as is the ultimate source of truth and of hope and of, and of joy. And I pray, Lord, that uh, for those out there that, that are wondering about what does God think about this or feel about that, uh, don't be afraid to ask those questions. Don't be afraid to just give them the courage to, to continue to, to dig in. I pray, Lord, um, that if they don't know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, that, that right now, that they would turn their hearts and their lives over to you, that they would trust you in a deep, personal way. And then, God, would you just surround them with, with, your, with your love and your hope and your joy? Because I, I know, God, that there are people out there who are literally drowning in the chaos of this world because they have no hope. So Lord, I pray that you, that you bless them, that you draw them closer to you. God, the, even the fact that they're listening to this right now, God is evidence that you desire to reach them, that you desire to know them and to love them and to have this personal relationship with them. So God, help us to, to do the hard thing and, and keep asking the hard questions and be, be obedient, God, to the things that you're calling us to do. God, thanks for the hope and the joy that only you possess. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Don't be afraid to ask questions, my friends. I want to hear what your questions are. Even if it doesn't fit the topic that I post on Facebook or Instagram or wherever I'm posting, if it doesn't even fit that topic, don't be afraid to ask it. I still want to hear it. Reach out to me. Let me know what you have a question about because even though it might not be the topic this time, it could influence me to make it the topic for the next time. But anyways, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week. I really do hope you guys are enjoying this podcast. I hope you have a great rest of your week and I will see you next Monday.